0: Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But... In the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews.
1: You've seen her on here. I think this is her third appearance on Amber Live, and we love her so much. Let's bring in Dixie Longgate. Dixie, come on in. Hi,
2: Miss Amber. How's every last thing and everything in between? Y'all doing good?
1: I hope we've are doing very, very good. That makes
2: my heart happy. I hope the lighting's okay. I'm in a rental house right now on account of the fact that I'm back on the road. I'm finally on tour. I've been off tour for a while now because of COVID and everything, but now I'm back on tour. So I'm in, coming to you from Pittsburgh. I can't stand it. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I right know.
1: No, you've been in Pittsburgh. You've played Pittsburgh before, haven't you? I have.
2: This is actually my fourth time playing Pittsburgh, so I'm back with my show, Dixie's Tupperware Party, and I'm here. I'm here for three weeks, so they just finished the end of my second week, and then now I've got one more week, and then I'm on the road with my new show, which I know we're going to be talking about uh, coming up, and the, I've got a bunch of different stuff, and then I'm going to Denver for a while with my other show, and everywhere a tube top while riding a mechanical bull, and sixteen other things I learned while I was drinking last Thursday, and then I'm going to be in <laughs> Scotland for the whole month of August. At the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, doing another show called Dixie's Happy Hour. So it's going to be like, I've got all this stuff and I'm working on all, over all this time. So it's going to be really, it's going to be exhausting and confusing the next couple of months because I hope I don't walk on stage and say the wrong thing at the wrong time. But you know what? I've never had a problem doing whatever that
1: is. Well, you know, I, now, now, I'm not saying, but some queen has told me that you have all these different shows. They're just the same show, but with the same name with different names. Not true?
2: at all. Every show is totally different. So, Dixie's Tupperware Party, which is my original show, which started off Broadway in two thousand seven, is all about. It's all about. It's 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 a Tupperware party on stage, but it's an allegory for women's empowerment, all told through um, through Tupperware. And then my my then my second show, Never Wear Chipped While Riding Mechanical ball and Sixteen Other Things I Learned Last Thursday, is a show about. It's today after my. It's in my best friend's honky tonk, and the t- honky tonk is called Shit Kicker and it's uh, in Mobile, Alabama and it is the day after my best friend Georgia Jean gets married and goes away on her honeymoon. So I'm there in the honky tonk cleaning everything up and then everybody that's in the audience, they're all people like on a, on a bus on their way to New Orleans for a Mardi Gras and then a bridge a storm washes the bridge out so they're all in there. And so what happens is I sit there talking to them about all the stuff that we were doing creating the party for, for my best friend's uh, wedding and then you know when you get drunker and drunker when you're writing stuff down then all of a sudden you just like change the world and you become the smartest person ever so what it is is it's everything you ever need to know in life you can learn by writing mechanical bowls so I take all of the ways that you all of the things that you write a mechanical bowl with and I break it down and I apply them to your life so it's a completely different show and then my new show Cherry Bombs and Bottle Rockets which just premiered in um, that's the one right there Look, uh, just premiered in uh, April 2nd in uh, Fort Worth, Texas then I went to Charlotte, North Carolina with it um, and now we're going to start doing a bunch more shows coming up is um, it's all about, you know, everyone went through the pandemic. We all had our different crazy experiences, but I think what's interesting now is all bets are off. You can be anything you want to be. If there's anything we learned from the pandemic, it's like, you don't have to fit into a box anymore. You can be and do anything you want to do because everything that you know about life changed during this past two years. So it's, I relate a story about one of my friends when I was real little, that we used to get cherry bombs and bottle rockets at the local penny candy store. And she loved the cherry bombs because they just exploded and made a big mess and she liked how loud they were. And I always like the bottle rockets because I like how you can, they, you know, fly up in the air and kind of paint the sky. And so it's sort of like, well, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a cherry bomb, just make a big mess and make a big noise to scare all the critters? Or do you want to be a bottle rocket fly up in the air and paint the heavens? And so it's about, it's all these stories that have happened during the last two years and how we can better adjust and go into the the new version of yourself and find out what that's going to be. So every show is a little bit different to be able to kind of, um, you know, to share fun things with the audience guys i'm really lucky because i have audiences that come back again and again and again so i want to keep giving them something fun to share
1: now you're on the road how does that affect your family life
2: Oh, it's amazing because I don't have to see my kids. Like, I take my kids. I got three kids, Wynonna, Duane, and Absorbing, Junior. They're so sweet. And so they are back home in Alabama right now. And they are, I tell them, like, to the front door of the trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be back or whatever. And then um, it's not like every once in a while they'll try to, um, you know, do that that face call on me. And they're like, Mama, I want to show you something. And so I have to turn it on, you know, and then I'll be like, oh, my God, why is there a, a bloody handprint on the wall, why is the cat missing a leg? And then I just say, look, I'm going through the canyon, and I can't hear you <sighs> and then I just turn it off because I don't want I don't wanna know what's happening. I just tell my friend that lives three trails down from me. Go over there every once in a while. And if you don't poke a stick with a bear or whatever the phrase is, just make sure that nothing's on fire. As long as the trailer's not on fire and there's nothing coming out the front door that shouldn't be, that's fine. You know, that's fine. Throw a couple hungry man frozen dinners every once in a while on the lawn. Let the heat of the sun warm them up and then the kids can go eat dinner. That'll be nice. But otherwise, I don't want to worry about it. You know, I'll bring them some gifts or whatever when I get back from the tour. But right now, it's so nice. I don't have to be near them or hear them or raise them or anything. That's nice.
1: Is there anything different about being on tour um, now as opposed to pre-COVID? You know what, there is. It's different because
2: I always traditionally do a lot of stuff with the audience. I mean, I do a lot of yeah, Q&A and, and talking to the audience and, and involving them in the shows. But uh, also at the end of the shows, I would always go out in the lobby and like meet people and, and, and talk to people, make pictures and everything. I can, because of everything that's going on, I can't do that no more right now because of all this, you know, like right now, even where we are, the cases are going up again. So to protect everybody, protect the team that's working on the show and, and me as well, we just have to like kind of make all those things kind of not happen right now. And hopefully we'll get back to those soon. But, it, you know, it is weird because I would normally go off the stage and then spend about a half an hour with the audience. And now I go off the stage and I'm like, oh, I'm done. That's weird. What do I do now? I don't know. You know, because I'm always just, shutting up the storm with everybody but um so yeah we got to do that just to keep everybody safe but you know people are coming back and they are loving it they're having so much fun they're so happy to be back with friends and family and getting together with a bunch of people so it is nice that you definitely feel a different energy now that um people but then before the pandemic people are just so excited and grateful to be back out doing stuff so that is really fun
1: now have you ever been um Propositioned by an audience member, someone says, "Ooh, I like you."
2: All the time, I mean, my legs go all the way up, you know. So sometimes you can see me walking around, and they're like, "Oh my lord, I'm," you know, "I want to suck on those legs like a popsicle stick." And I'm like, "I know, Reverend, or whatever." And so then you've got to just sort of. You know, you got to see what you can do. But again, with the COVID, you got to be like, okay, you can only suck up to the knee because I got to be six feet away or whatever. Um, but you know, it's not because people are so neighborly and they're always like, what are you doing? Want to come behind the dumpster or what? You know, you're like, yay! But um, you know, that, it just happens. Like when you're just naturally pretty, <laughs> can't help it. You know, like, Jesus was in a good mood when He made me, so I'm like, can't help. That's why I donate to less fortunate people yeah because it kind of balances things out you know how that is but yeah so every once in a while people come up and just you know throw, throw a 20 on the ground and see if i'll pick it up and i usually do because i'm a giver but um you know you gotta you gotta deal with people and roll with punches these days you really do. Really what's
1: your favorite part about touring and what's your least favorite part about touring
2: you know, I think my favorite part about touring and being on the road for so long is, I, is just all the different places I get to go and see. And um, it's fun because I'm you know, I always talk on my social media. I'm like, hey, I'm in a new city. Where should I go? What should I do? What's the thing that's not to be missed? So, you know, I always like to go out and sort of explore the city. And it's easier when I'm in a city for a long time. Like with the new show, Cherry Bombs and Bottle Rockets, I'm only going to be in each city for just like one show. So I'll be in and out mm-hmm. real quickly. So like, I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in Virginia, like right outside of DC coming up. In June, and then I'm going to be in San Antonio, and then I'm going to be in um, in Austin, so I don't get to see the, the places as much as I get to see, like, here I'm in Pittsburgh for three weeks, then I'm going to be in Denver for four weeks, so I get to kind of get lost in the city and learn about the city and see how it, it ticks from not just, like, a, a you know, a, somebody visiting's point of view, but, like, somebody who would live there, the kind of things that they would do if they lived there, so I don't know like that, and, you know, there's nothing that I don't really, there's nothing I really don't like about it, because I've been able to meet so many amazing people and see so many great places I mean, all around the world now. So it's so fun. And then like, I've learned how to say, um, no, officer, that wasn't me. And like so many different languages now, which is really convenient if you get in a, a problem. But then I'm also really good at like international languages. Like I can unhinge my jaw. My whole head swings back like a Muppet. So that's like a really good standard international plan. You can use it. You can use it in Italy or other places. So, yeah, it's really nice to be able to just speak internationally like that. But I love that. That's one of my favorite things, just being able to go and see places that otherwise i
1: wouldn't be to you've been in pittsburgh for a couple weeks you're going to be there a couple more um tell us one thing about pittsburgh that we may not know about
2: well i you know what there's so much fun, so pittsburgh is where they have a um, they have this accent that is so funny like i they where i'm from the south and i say y'all they have a thing called they say yin's and I, which is like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And so the hi, the Yin's guys. And once Yin's done and stuff. And it's just like so strange. And so sometimes when people talk to me, I just look at them for a long time and then I like, you know, hit them in the face because I'm like, I think you're not supposed to say that. I don't know what anyone that means, but um, then they're always really nice because then they want to make out with me. And I can't help it when people just like draw on to me like that, but um, no, there's so much there. Like, I'm right to the if you've ever seen the city, there's um, downtown it like there's three rivers that sort of merge all together, and downtown there's this beautiful thing called the Point with a big fountain and everything, and then all these bridges that connect everything. So, um, like, if you're at if you're like trying to get away from somebody, just you have like a dozen of different options to run up different bridges and then they can't follow you you know um so that's really great but yeah i'm on the north side of the city across the the river from the center of the city which is where the theater is so it's just nice going around and i'm right by the end of warhol museum which is really nice okay yeah i know he's an artist and everything he's no longer alive because of whatever happened to him but he died
1: Are there any Pittsburgh foods that you uh, really like or something unique about Pittsburgh food? Okay,
2: let me tell you something. They put French fries on everything here. It's crazy. They will put French fries, not like a, on the side of the plate. They will put it on your on your sandwich, not just like on top of it. They will put it on, the, like they will open it up, put French fries on it, put the bread back on it. I'm like, how, everything's going to... So- I had, I went to a restaurant the other day. I ordered water. There were fries in the water. They put fries on everything here. It's crazy. Like nobody needs that many French fries. They're delicious, and everything, but nobody needs that many French fries, you know. But uh, so that's kind of like the the weirdest, quirkiest thing about uh, about Pittsburgh. It's just the it's sheer amount of potatoes that they must consume on a daily basis. It's crazy.
1: Okay, so you're on your tour. We can find where can we find out all the information about uh, where you'll be touring.
2: Super easy. If you go to dixielongate.com, just my name, T I X I E L O N D A T E, just rolls off the tongue, obviously. Um, you can just go there and find all, all the tour dates, everything as we're, and that we have a bunch that I'm about to announce. So we're waiting for the art centers to announce those, and then we'll be able to put those on the, the thing as well. But if you go, you can click on the on tour, and you'll see which city is going to be in and which show is going to be in which city since I'm rotating about a bunch of different shows. So, yeah, I'm, yeah just go there, you'll find me.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Dixie. It's great seeing you. You have a great summer. Can't wait to catch up with you again.
2: Thank you for having me, my darling.
1: You're gorgeous as always. Oh, right. Thank you, Dixie. Bye-bye.
0: Oh, I love Dixie Longgate. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live Interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJDPro or by visiting us at AmberLive.tv and clicking on the Support AmberLive button. Thank you.